Hello and welcome to On The Way Moments, a podcast of St. Anthony on the Desert here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm Will Strong. And I'm Jill Kyler. And we are now even more award-winning mm-hmm. as we've just been named one of the top 50 podcasts in Scottsdale, Arizona from Feedspot.com. We'll be sure to include the link to the article uh, and be able to, so you can see all the other great podcasts here. Yeah, and we really appreciate yes. that. It's uh, quite an honor for us. It really is. Yeah. And, and the, the example was uh, freshness and topics. <laughs> oh, so clearly we're us. doing some good <laughs> stuff here. Um, well, we are because today yeah. we are, we're talking about um, discovering and living out one's purpose. Right. Now, disclaimer, Jill and I are not experts. Nope. Um, but we pretend to be. <laughs> and so please uh, take this as you take it, but we love this topic. We do. We do. Um, and so I think it starts by, by defining what purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um, purpose typically refers to a, this is, this is from a, the, the dictionary, the book, right? The dictionary book. <laughs> the book. The book. Uh, it's a purpose typically refers to a sense of direction, meaning, and fulfillment that is believed to come from God's plan our lives and so that's in the christian tradition that's kind of what right and it's something that we're all we think about yeah think about every day you know what why am i here why am i here (laughs) why am i doing what i'm doing exactly and and what are the the goals that are leading us forward right right and we will Mm -hmm. as um a christian millennial millennial yes yes, that's what you are Uh, did you, excuse me, have any Christian mentors or role models as you were growing up? Yeah, I really did. It's funny you mentioned that because even on the drive here today, I was kind of knowing what we were going to be talking about. Um, I did find out recently through an article, uh, Millennial, now they I'm considered an elder millennial <laughs> because I'm on the, I'm on the cusp. Oh, that hurts. I know. I was like, oh. Elder millennial because I'm I was like 85 so whatever the I was like one of the first millennials, um, and so um, I did have a growing up in in I didn't grow up in a in a church my family didn't go to church my immediate family but I went with my my aunt and uncle and uh, so definitely they were were huge role models in getting me to church um, but then as I as I grew up one of the reasons I got into youth ministry was because of my youth minister uh, Kevin from high school, junior high and high school. And just a really, um, I kind of saw what God was doing in his life that it made me think, hmm, I can do that, do that well. And it was a, definitely a sense of, of calling for me um, into, into working with the church. Uh, and then throughout the, the years, there were, were people um, who kind of, so growing up in a, in a, in the background of uh, an evangelical church and moving into where I'm at now in the Episcopal church, there have been people along the way. One um, recently passed, his name was Rick, and he um, was a, I don't, you know, I, don't know, I went to Cumberland Presbyterian Church and I, I helped with their youth program. And he really kind of helped guide me. And, and, then, uh, and then I moved into the Methodist tradition and there was uh, Pastor Mark. Um, who really brought me in, who was willing to answer my questions of, why do your traditions do this? And was very patient with me. Uh, and then moving into to the Episcopal Church and kind of finding my, my work there. There are some wonderful people in the diocese. Um, 
Amy Jacober is one of them who, who kind of helped uh, morph us into that. And then the, the former canon to the, the youth ministry. And, mm-hmm. and then, so yeah, there's definitely people who, who throughout my life have brought me into this, this role. Um, what about you, Jill? Well, uh, I am not a millennial. I'm actually a boomer, and I also am on the cusp. I'm one of the oldest boomers. You're an elder boomer. <clears throat> I'm an elder boomer because I was born in September of the first boomer year, oh. and if it doesn't get any more elder than that, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> so uh, I would say that uh, initially, uh, well, I was born in the Episcopal Church and we attended, but there, were, there wasn't that much for kids. Mm. You know, you went through confirmation class and then you were kind of drop kicked into the congregation and that was it. We didn't have youth group or anything like that. You just came to church. So uh, and, uh, in the Episcopal church that I went to uh, during school was very small, so there weren't a lot of kids there anyway. But it wasn't until I was probably in my 20s when I really started thinking about what's my purpose. And by that time, I was a flight attendant with a very irregular schedule. And so I didn't really belong to any church. So um, my mentors were books that I was reading. And I have to admit that I kind of veered into the new agey stuff because that was what was popular in the 70s. And I read a lot about it. And uh, fortunately, I was able to kind of throw away some of it and appreciate some of the um, challenges that people have trying to find a purpose. And after my daughter was born, well, then I went back to church. Of course, that's always what happens, or a lot of times. And when I was in church, I remember seeing things that uh, I was thinking, why doesn't someone do something about that? (laughs) Fix that. You know, there should be people helping or something like that. And in um, my head, I heard a voice say, you're that someone. And fortunately, the churches that I was involved in, St. Barnabas first, and then uh, St. Anthony, I was so encouraged by the clergy to uh, actually figure out what I saw that uh, where I could help where uh, my skills or my desires or my passions could be put to good use. And they really gave me free reign to find that. So I have to thank the clergy in my later years, in my my 30s and on, uh, for really giving me the offering opportunities that I have. So I consider them all mentors. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. So now thinking kind of, you know, sharing our experiences, what, um, how does, how would we go about finding our purpose? Oh, well, first and foremost, I would say you really have to pray. And I don't mean that to be a trite statement, but you really have to have an alignment with what God's purpose is for you. 
And that's not always easy to determine. You know, you have to depend on the community, on friends, on clergy, on uh, any kind of role models that you have who can help you really discern where uh, your skills are, uh, where you exceed. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you do things so easily that you don't even consider that a skill or something useful. Mm -hmm. And it takes other people pointing it out. Absolutely. I heard a thing this summer that said if three people point something out to you, three different people, then maybe it's something to, to think about and to look at. Hopefully it's possible. And hopefully it's possible. <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that's absolutely right. That So, so it's just starting with prayer and asking God mm -hmm. for that wisdom. Um, and, then, and then thinking about those passions in your life. Think about what ignites that, that passion, that excitement. Um, like in, exactly like you said, sometimes you, you don't even know. Like, man, I, I love putting together that altar. And that's just a, that's a passion for people. Uh, I love saying, I love being in prayer. I love praying for people. So why don't we use those, you know? Um, and sometimes purpose is closely tied to your passions. And sometimes it's not. Right. Um, sometimes you just think like, like sometimes in the book, The Alchemist, which is a, a, a lovely book I read once a year. Um, it talks about how sometimes when we're not pursuing our, our, our purpose, it can get buried. And, and so the idea is to keep, fueling that that passion and that those things that are uh, that maybe where you were called for a specific purpose right and i think uh, kind of piggybacking on that mm -hmm. i think what happens is that when you first start out mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. uh, you are trying to establish a livelihood absolutely and you're trying to establish yourself in a particular community and a lot of times your purpose doesn't take much of your mind space because you're too busy trying to either get an education, get the perfect job, uh, be in a committed relationship, start a family, and then all other worries and concerns that go along with that. And you don't really you know, sit down and go, now what's my purpose in all this? Because a lot of times you're moving as fast as you can. Yep. And it really takes a concerted effort to slow down and think about really what is your purpose? How are you benefiting the people who are around you? How are you benefiting your community? Because it's not just to be this ball of action that's burning itself out, but to find something that you invest yourself in and then it feeds you and you become a better person and a stronger person. And I know, well, you're in your third decade. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm in my seventh. <laughs> and our concerns are, um, are very different, but we do have a commonality mm -hmm of what are we doing here yeah you know is am i spending my time in a worthwhile way am i honoring my faith am i honoring my values because it's as simple as just the way you speak mm -hmm. the way you talk to people mm -hmm. no matter where you are whether you're in the grocery store or you're in a pew mm -hmm. 
you know, <clears throat> how you talk to people is so important that you know that when the conversation is going well and you feel fed, you can tell you have a good effect on someone else and that feel uh, also fills you. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's yeah. never too late or too soon to think about your purpose. Absolutely. And it's funny. Absolutely. I love that word. Um, I think for, for us too is, and, and you, know, you may be like, okay, that's great and all, but like, how do I even start thinking about that? I did a life audit um, wow. where I, I sat down and it took, it was about a four hour, uh, I do mine in the mornings because that's my best time, uh, four hour morning where you just write down things that, you know, your goals, what are some things that you're passionate, what are some things that if you could have the time unlimited resources, what are some things that you would want to do? And then you start dividing those up to be like doable, stretch, maybe down the road. And it, it kind of then helps you pull together, okay, what right now in this minute, this hour, this week can I do that's achieving, helping me achieve that purpose? Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, or even just, and I think we, we talk about it a little later, um, asking people, asking, you know, like, Hey, I'm a little stuck. It's those trusted friends. Hey, you know, maybe whether it be, you know, mom, dad, maybe it's a close coworker, maybe a close friend, just to say, what are some things that maybe I don't see in myself that you see? Mm -hmm. And and um, it's not for, for kudos, it's not for the attaboys, but it's literally just to get, you know, am I missing something? Um, because your friends wanna we wanna we wanna build you up. Like we want that's that's our that's our our, our I mean I would hope that'd be our reason we're friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and point out those things that, you know, you're really good at organization. You're really good at diffusing situations that may get uh, a little heated. You're really good at being able to talk to somebody. You're really good at extemporaneous speaking. And so, like, people people will be able to help you point out um, those those skills that, that you have. Right. And it's the encouragement mm -hmm. that you get from other people where you think you might not be doing that well. Yeah. And uh, you just, we're our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. If we could only be our own best friends. <laughs> exactly. You know, we would be flying high all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we don't do that. Yeah. We always think about the one time that we failed yeah. to accomplish what we were going after. And then we discount all the times that, uh, that we did really well. Mm -hmm. And those, uh, those times that where we didn't do well, we can remember them our whole lives. You know, I remember things from my childhood yep. where somebody made fun of me yep. or something. Said something. And so I remember it, you know, like from the fifth grade, but can I remember anything good that happened? And I'm sure good things happened every day. Yeah. Yep. So uh, as we get older and can be more aware of that, we have to just let those things go yep. because, well, we found out there's all kinds of ways to do things the wrong way. Of course, of course. <laughs> but you just learn from just it. Go you go, mm, that didn't work. That didn't work. <laughs> but you just keep on going. Or we shift it, or we move it, or it gets exactly. morphs into something else. You speaking right there made me think of in my very first um, youth job, and I, I, I probably shared the story again, but we were on a, a trip, a mission trip, and um, it was it was talent show night. And one of my students brought her guitar, and she was very little, a little self-deprecating, like, "Oh, I'm so bad. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not good. I'm not good." And I'm like, "Just, 
do it. Just go up and play. Super stage fright. And she was, she, um, she's like, I can't do it. I don't know if I can do it. The, you know, she's supposed to go on next. And they said, what if we bring in the, our, our group? What if our youth group came and stood up there with you? And she, she was like, well, I mean, you know, I'll try. She, she rocked it. She crushed it. She was awesome. And it was those things of it was that motivation. It was like, you got, we got you. We here, not just our, our group, but this whole group, we have your back. And, and I think that really helps. And then it was so funny because then, so she was a freshman then, and her senior, one of her senior memories from the church was that moment. Of course. And it really had kind of shifted the way that she was like, you know what? I can play the guitar. I am good at that. And and I and I I'm, I'm, I don't know what she's doing now to be honest, but I, I would hope that somewhere she's playing the guitar. I'm and, sure she's recording records. I'm somewhere. sure she is, and I'm like, remember <laughs> me? <laughs> um, no, no. And so, autograph, right? <laughs> autograph, please. One of the things too, and I think that that kind of comes to our our, our our one of our our last topics is the gratitude. Yep. And um, just being it, thankful for. It all goes back to gratitude. It really does. I mean, we we talked about this in a former podcast yeah. of. Just practicing that gratitude, you know, before I started actually after our podcast, I started doing this thing where I would, I'll I'll be, you know, kind of winding my day down and I'm like, what are three things that I'm grateful for just for today? Uh And it really does kind of help. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't all of a bad day. Not that I have a lot of bad, but you know what I mean? There's all things that are like, Ooh, somebody cut me off in traffic and you're like, Oh, but somebody bought my lunch. That was nice. Like, it's just one of those things that it's like, remember the good stuff and, and, and appreciate the bad things too. You know, we, we, in, in our youth group here, we, we pray for the, the highs and lows for the week because in the lows, we also know that God is there with us. Um, And in the lows, sometimes that's when we're able to find our purpose. That's where you learn. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times the highs, (laughs) it's just emotional. You're not learning a lot. You're appreciating, but not learning a lot. It's funny that you said that uh, you started doing uh, gratitude exercise because this year I started journaling because I just thought it was something that I needed. I meditate every morning. It was something I needed to kind of solidify the meditation. So I journal a little bit, a paragraph or two. And then the last thing I put is today I'm grateful for... And I've been, I go back and look at it and I'm grateful for the, for the strangest things sometimes. But at the moment, that was what I was grateful yeah. for. And uh, I have to tell you today, I was grateful for you oh, I pre- because I knew we were going to be recording and I knew that, uh, you know, you were going to carry us through with the technology. <laughs> we miss Shane Taylor. We do. <laughs> <laughs> he was our sound guy yeah. and he has moved to Pennsylvania. Hey, Shane. And we, miss uh, you. we do miss <laughs> you. So it's up to us to do the tech stuff yeah. and uh, to talk. Yeah. So uh, I knew that today was gonna was gonna be yeah. good. And I, I think about that too, like because it's, it's you're for, for for sure there. It's the most random things too. Like man, you know, like we have this board as we walk out. It's a it's a it's a whiteboard, and I got it last year. Probably one of those like Target, you know those. Yeah hanging like those three dollar things and it says today i'm thankful for and it was around thanksgiving and so we would we, we hung it up around thanksgiving and then it just kind of stayed around and so today i think it's at a restaurant that we had this weekend because it was so good and you're like 
really that's but it's like you know what that that is that is what we're thankful for and and showing that gratitude and showing that um that appreciation really does can kind of then help us to be like you know what how does that lead to some of my passions and, and oh absolutely yeah absolutely and it's uh gratitude is the basic foundation for your values mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh your faith and your whole belief system yeah. uh, if you cannot be gratitude uh, have gratitude for things in your life nothing's going to matter no, no. at all so you know we we are huge proponents yeah. of um, gratitude yeah, for sure it's very important yeah and I think also just knowing that that you know discerning our purpose trying to figure out purpose in life is very very dynamic it's going to be up and down Oh, for sure. Um, yes. And one day yeah, you think you've I, figured uh, it out, and then it's going to shift. Yeah. And I, I I strongly believe that passions in our lives shift to different things. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's offering yourself that grace and continuing to to pray, continuing to be practice that gratitude. Um, you're not going to get a definitive answer right away. You might. I mean, some people are lucky, you know. Um, but it's about seeking that alignment with with God's will uh, in in living the life that reflects God's love and and His purpose for for us and for you in particular. Um, so stay patient. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the big things is learn how to pivot, <laughs> pivot smoothly, pivot because smoothly. you're going to have to. the The best laid plans, you know, are. Yeah. The best laid the best plans, laid plans and exactly. that's about it so uh i i hope that everyone will reflect on yeah. what we talked about today and you know perhaps take some practical steps in discovering your purpose because you do have a purpose yeah. and uh so find it you're here we love it yep thank you for watching thank you for subscribing liking commenting sharing all that stuff yeah. Uh, again, we'll we'll include the show notes to the to our newest ac accolade. Mm -hmm. um, until we meet again, friends, be on the lookout for those on the way moments. Mm -hmm.